When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I grew up with like The Lion King and like yep. all those absolute 90s Disney's classics. Mm-hmm. And... This was just, this was like what was going on in the 80s, right? Like, I was like, money, cocaine, that's what happened. Puppets. Puppets. Yeah, but it's terrifying. They're not like good puppets, they're like nightmares. I'm going to say right now, this film scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. I don't think I even saw it all the way through because that dog thing that runs through <laughs> was like the worst thing in the world for me. And then shortly afterwards, the, the pony dies. I kind of thought, I'm out. I'm not against puppetry, but this is like terrifying uncanny valley stuff. It is. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Flixwater Podcast. Today I'm joined by Andrew. Oh, hi. (laughs) And Frank. (laughs) Hello. And Helen. Hi. And we're going to be talking about a never-ending story. The never-ending story. The never-ending story. (laughs) Thank you, as always, to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us. And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram at FlixWatcher. Hello film fans, thanks for listening today. Joining us today we have Andrew and Frank. If you would like to say hello to the listeners and tell them who you are and uh, what you do, please. Oh, hi. Uh, my name is Andrew. Uh, I am a, I guess, an academic, a researcher, a teacher, a lover, and an occasional podcaster. Occasional podcaster? Yeah. Because that's how we met, is on a podcast circuit. So you, are right. you are you just a hanger-oner now? Uh, probably, until I don't have a 100,000-word book to write anymore, and then maybe I'll consider doing a podcast again. That can take you, that can soak your time up. That's a big book. <laughs> so your accent's not from the UK? Uh, no, it's from it's from the greatest state in the union. It's from the great state of Maryland in the United States. Is that the greatest? Yeah, easily. There's 50 states and a couple of territories, and we're number one. I mean, I've been to Hawaii, and that was quite good. Yeah, but the, the, <laughs> you can't live in Hawaii. The cost of living is out of control. There's typhoons and volcanoes. Volcanoes. There's, lava will eat you. You don't want to live in Hawaii. <laughs> and who are you? <laughs> uh, I'm Frank. Um, I... Um, this is my first podcast. It's oh. very exciting. Oh, welcome. Um, and I am in my day job, a mental health nurse, and I float about on the internet um, as a mental health nurse and transgender advocate, um, giving people my opinions that they haven't asked for. But yeah, as we said, this is uh, what the internet is for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. This so, is yeah. your mouthpiece. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so who was yourself? Who no. chose, sorry, who chose Never Ending Story? Andrew chose sorry. The Never Ending Story. That's the right. Never Ending Story, I should say. The Never Ending Story, yeah. Because, can, you, because, can you tell us why you chose it and give us a right. one-minute synopsis? All right, synopsis really quickly is the story of uh, a pair of children who <laughs> plumb the depths of like human depression and sadness through the metaphor of a grand unifying theory of fantasy. That's literally what happens in the movie. Um, I know you say IMDb because that, that that seems different to what I have it down as a synopsis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid goes on an adventure with the Orin <laughs> and he finds a luck dragon, blah, blah, blah. blah. But the really the story is dealing with grief and depression. Um, and <laughs> I chose it because 
if I were to plumb the depths of my earliest memories, the never-ending story is somewhere in there. Mm. And I, I have not, I had not until doing it for this podcast, seen it maybe since I was eight, probably. Sure. And I remembered it being a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say as well, if you're uh... If your earliest memories are this, that's quite scary. Well, no, my earliest memory is Super Mario Brothers. Oh, okay. okay. What, the film Super Sorry. Mario Brothers? No, 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 the video game okay, Super sure. Mario Brothers. <laughs> I can pick the date. I know exactly when that memory is. June 10th, 1988. Oh, dear. Why, why is that an ODA case? I just... That's your earliest memory. Super Mario yeah. Brothers, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I like have dementia, the thing that's going to like be the tool that they use to combat is they're just going to mm. put an NES controller in my hand. And I'm just gonna bust out level one one without it breaking a sweat. It's gonna be fantastic. I mean, I can I can like vouch for that because Andrew and I do live in the same house, and mm. uh, there is some kind of becoming a bit attached. Is it retro gaming, or have you have you leveled up since then? Since nineteen eighty eight, you got to switch. Okay. Yeah, though I am almost a convert as well. I'm getting almost. there. Yeah, almost. I'm What's getting there. the barrier? Uh, just literally just money. It's like I need to decide that I am invested enough that I will put down the money to have it. Oh, can you not use this? The main benefit of the Switch is that two yeah. people can play on the same yeah, console. Yeah, but then we can't play at the same time, which you, would you also... Can. With the Switch, you can. Certain games. Certain games, yeah, but I want all the Pokemon. Right. You've got me hooked on Pokemon, and gotcha. now I want to play Pokemon. Gotcha. And I have That's what's shield, really happened. So... Um, so. <laughs> it's the gateway drug Pokemon. One of the... <laughs> It's quite good you've, you've chosen this as a as a film you remember from your youth. Yes. Because um, we, I guess one of the things we thought about when we started Flixwatch is that we get people who are like, oh, I've not seen that for ages. But generally it doesn't happen that much, which is one of the reasons I chose Robocop for our 100th. Um, I haven't seen this since I was a kid. Yeah. And we'll get on to that in a second. But Helen, what were your thoughts? Um, so <laughs> I'm glad you've already sort of laid down the, it's not as good as I remember. Um, so obviously I have definitely seen this before and there was bits that I can remember but watching it again I was like I really don't remember this and I really don't remember it being this dark (laughs) and in my head I think what I remembered was probably more the dark crystal or labyrinth Mm. and this I was like oh this starts off a bit grim and sad and and the pony dies, and and really then soon. Like, yeah, really as, as, as we were watching, I said to Frank, "If you put a gun to my head and told me what at what minute in the, the film, like, or what section of the film Artax sinks into the swamp of sadness, I would have been like, oh, 70, easily. Like, yeah. we're deep in the film. Nope, it's like the it's, second it's thing that happens. One, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. it's half an hour in. Yeah. Yeah. We were just like, wow, which is so funny because I remember it being a really tragic moment like mm. the, that had this like severe impact. You said you don't remember it being this dark. I definitely remember this being this dark. I remember <laughs> it being really dark. But I remember like like crying when Artax dies. Why? You have no connection to this horse. <laughs> you, you barely know this horse exists other how than... How old were you? Like, I, you know, like four or five or something along those lines. But yeah, it's sort of a... It, yeah. It, but you're right, though. But the song, though. Oh, the, song the song is so happy. Is can, we, can we talk about how great the score is for this? I mean, it's Giorgio a, it, Moroda. Giorgio. Score. My name's Giovanni Giorgio. <laughs> it's quite Daft Punk. So you, you, you're a big fan of the song? Well... I wouldn't say a big fan, but... I was quite surprised it's right there up in front at the start of the film. Yeah. Because that's not how big songs work in films, is it? Not only is it up at the front of the film, it repeats throughout the film multiple times in multiple arrangements, (laughs) (laughs) including, like, one just pure synth, like, downbeat. Like, we've we've taken it down half an octave and we've slowed it just a little bit, like... I mean, having, having the big songs at the start, though, is more in, like older films yeah. you know I think and also having the credits if they're still called that at the start is also a thing you know like with the old old films I'm just thinking of we've seen a load of musicals recently so they do that with all of those sure they stick like you have like an overture it's yeah. a bit like that isn't it well I think the Devin's talking in a lot um, well I think the when I think about the big films that had the big songs I'm thinking Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, where the song was at the end. Mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, the song's... But isn't Axel F all the way through? 
Yeah, that's at the start as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's similar. The, like the Axel's theme is definitely. Left, yeah. Because uh, you got to put the banana in the. Uh, in the tailpipe. In the tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> but I think. I, my, I, was re- I, I think most people are re ingratiated with the song from Never Ending Story. Most people recently from the latest season of, of Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yep. And I was like, okay, well, the song's going to be there at some point. And it was like, okay, we're starting with the song, guys. Yeah. Oh, right, fine. Um, not that it's a bad thing. It's just I was quite surprised. No one else was surprised. Everyone's looking blank-faced at did, me. Did anyone do the research on the internet that that proved that Stranger Things could possibly could not possibly have seen the never-ending? I was story? I was I was trying to work it out because when is Stranger Things set? We're going off into season a is eighty four, right? Don't want to spoil it. it. Just takes place in nineteen eighty four, but it's in the summer of eighty four. Mm-hmm. And I think this came this came out in eighty four. I'm going to guess it's the summer eighty four. I don't know though. I could have researched it. It's a very it. tight window, isn't it? But I just thought of that right now. It's tight. Yeah, it, it yeah. Because season three was the, set in the summer because they'd yeah. just come back from camp. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I would have assumed that the whole point was they were they were happening at the same time. Yeah. Because that's why yeah. they're obsessed with it. But he's also at camp the whole time. I don't know. I, Wait, what about? Do you not, do you not I, watch I, films when you're at did camp? Did you go to? Do you, okay. do you not go to camp? Do you go to camp? God no, I don't have money for that. All oh, right, is it? Yeah, apparently, <laughs> you've got to be like having the money oh, for no, it. No, no, no. Summer camp is like ten grand a summer. Because we, we don't know these things from the UK, we just think everyone goes on summer camp. Yeah, well, you guys are counselors. Yeah, well, I know some people went to camp America from my university. Mm-hmm. That's a huge. That's like every because I worked for camps later, right? Uh, and they, they oh, maybe half of all counselors are British or Australian because you get a free flight to the US, yeah. free room and board, and a paycheck for three months, and you're you at paid? uni, so you actually have that three month summer Gap, yeah and then like you know you get to take a couple of weeks before you have to go back to uni yeah. to like knob around take around in yeah. america <laughs> um frank what were your thoughts on never ending story so it's really interesting because i'm coming from a different perspective in that i didn't see this as a kid mm. because i'm that that bit like so i was i was born in 91 so right. this was like over you know like this was like so that's the other interesting thing for me as well is that like all the films that uh andrew is bringing up relating to this like you've already mentioned as well i've not seen any of them right they were not child so i've had to see them as an adult which is a very different experience it, it totally is it's a bad film <laughs> i grew up with like beautiful things like the lion king and like yep. all those absolute 90s disney's classics mm-hmm. and this was just this was i mean andrew's biting his lip here. all the Go way on. through i was just going what like what was going on in the eighties, right? Like I was like money, cocaine. That's what happened. Puppets, puppets. Yeah, but it's terrifying. They're not like good puppets. They're like nightmares. This I think this is one of the worst cases of puppetry. This is the worst. This is the worst. If there's a trilogy of puppet movies, uh, and I would even say there's a, a fourth entry that comes a little later that are so similarly related, which is the Dark Crystal, mm-hmm. this movie, uh, the Labyrinth, and then later Return to Oz. Right. Um, also terrifying which is terrifying (laughs) that movie starts with someone getting electric shock therapy and gets darker is this a child's film yes what is is, is up with this is this is a you so Return to Oz is a you this is a you no disagree Return to Oz is a you I think well it must uh, get out of town it it might be PG at a push yeah they would have marked it as a kids film golly I mean, the, but, the, the coming out of the 70s, you know, the 80s were not a great time. No. Well, but you, Frank makes a great point in that in the 60s, you have Disney classics, like mm-hmm. 101 Dalmatians. Mm-hmm. It's like 64 or something like that. Yeah. The 70s, Disney takes that awkward turn into live action where it's like um, Herbie the Love Bug and uh, yeah. what's the twins movie that was later remade? Freaky Friday? Well, no, Freaky, with, um, that was remade with... Lizzie Lohan. Yeah. Parent Trap. Uh, Parent Trap. Parent yeah. Trap. Thank Parent you. Because I was like, Freaky Friday is yeah. also Lindsay Lohan, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. they're both actually. Are. Like, and then in the oh, 90s... Parent Trap, I love that movie. You know, the 90s is the golden age. of That's from 89 is Aladdin. Little Mermaid. Yeah. 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 And, then and I, I was born in 91, yeah. so, so I was the, living the dream. We had this vacuum in the 80s where like Disney is putting out the Black Cauldron. Mm. Yikes. Yeah. And the Tron. Great Mouse Detective. Yikes. And Oliver and Company. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like a triple. That's why they almost went bankrupt. Like a triple threat of sadness, and 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 then Jim Henson was like, "I'll do it." <laughs> I feel like the Get children's films in the eighties have got to be a reflection on the political times. Like, God, it's dark. This, is, I mean, I I'm going to say right now, this 
film scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. I, I don't think I even saw it all the way through because that that dog thing that runs through, <laughs> honestly, it's as a, I, well, this came in 84, which means I maybe saw it when I was six, um, two years later, given the VHS time. Um, that dog running through the swamp was like the worst thing in the world for me. And then shortly afterwards, the, the pony dies. I don't think I would have cared that much about the pony, but I just kind of thought, I'm out. Mum, yeah. Dad, I don't need this. And then, but Nobody like you say, this. But, but like I said, Andrew, this, that's right at the start of the film. So I don't know what I did afterwards because it's like 10, 15 minutes into the film and this shit happens. No. I, I don't think I watched this film. No. I'm not against puppetry, but this is like terrifying, I'm uncanny valley, valley stuff. It is. This, this look dragon thing, which is like the main Falcor. theme, is, it's r- is rubbish. I like it's eating a human being. Yeah, no, because Falcor is is weirdly like a Chinese style dragon, yeah, but also a dog, yeah. Like he has scales and fur, which is the scales are awful. The scales are weird. Which I think I think what happened here's my theory on Falcor. They went with the scales, and then he looked terrifying and and trashy, and they were like, "Well, everyone loves a dog." Add fur. <laughs> Put a dog face on him. Put a Labrador dog face on him. And why is he candy floss coloured? I don't know. He looks... Mm. Well, he's white. He's not white. No, he's not. It's slightly he's pinkish. salmon pink. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And also, I know it was the 80s, but this I just thought the special effects looked so bad. Oh. I just, and considering there are movies that are made a long time before this, yeah. where the special effects last yes. and are so much better, you know, and this is just... Nope. The whole way through, I just, I felt sad. Not for lack of trying. <laughs> you can feel the trying in this movie. Mm. But it's, um, no, I think it's an absolutely garbage movie. <laughs> I, I, I actually just wrote down that I feel like there's just too much money floating around in the 80s and people are just like, let's just make it. Oh. No one goes, so wh- should we? Qu- quarter of this movie's budget went up some producers' nose easily. So when did, when did Dark Crystal and Labyrinth come out? Uh, Labyrinth is after this. Right. About 87, 86 for that. Yeah. Right. And I believe Dark Crystal is... Dark Crystal's before Labyrinth. Before so Labyrinth. Maybe? Yeah, I think it goes Never Ending Story, Dark Crystal, Labyrinth. Right. And then Return to Oz is, I believe, 90. Yeah. But yeah, it's sort of a... And I think like you, what I remember is things from those movies. Even though I've seen both of those movies more recently than mm-hmm. that. Like... I thought it was the bog of eternal sadness because I took this swamp of sadness and the bog of eternal stench right. put them and together. I put them together yeah. into sure. one thing. And I thought it was the childlike empress, but that's actually from the return to Oz is the is the so childlike you just, something. You just kind of melded all these into yeah. like one kind of mixing pot. Mm-hmm. I and it's interesting, Frank, for yourself that which which one of those have you have you seen Return to Oz and I've Labyrinth? I've seen only this. Oh no, God! You the lab, <laughs> we got to watch the well, Labyrinth. Yes. I think the Labyrinth just, Labyrinth holds up still. Uh, um, well, I mean, it depends what you mean by holds up. I mean, it is batshit bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And but it's fun. It's fun, and um, I mean, it's worth it. Just obviously for watching Bowie and mm. Jennifer mm. Connelly and watching yeah. a very specific some, part of David um, Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> That's what everyone remembers. That card piece is front <laughs> and center. And like, if it, you, again, is this a children's film? Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, when the, in the eighties, our TVs were these wooden monstrosities, these consoles, and you would sit on the floor in front of it. So actually, David Bowie's dick was like right at and head the, level. And the TV screen like, was kind of like curved outwards yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. It's like a con- con- perfect. He, People he, go on about being born in the eighties, but I think. I'm okay. You know, I think I think I think I'm okay. You're probably fine. I think I'm fine. I think missing that decade was fine. Um, I can't really remember how this ended. What do you mean? Have you haven't seen it just recently? Never ending story. It doesn't. It doesn't. So what happens at the end? It never ends. That's the struggle. This is going to lead to the engagement. In fact, if you pay attention to the movie, we're in the never ending story right now. Holy shit. I Intense. because they made three, didn't they? No, they, they did. They made three. Yep. Yeah. The se- <laughs> the sequel is potentially darker. I'd have to rewatch it again. Um, the plot of that is that they're the villain um, steals memories to fuel them, like their power. But then when they start stealing Bastion's memories, the problem is Bastion in- creates Fantasia at the end of the movie. So if you take his memory... Spoilers for the, for the yeah. Never Ending Story yeah, part two sorry. here. <laughs> I, it's, 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 I'm telling you the general plot of what happens. Sure. Is like That's that's the, the MacGuffin of that movie, is that if his memories go, Fantasia goes with it. Then that's 
how do how do they get out of that pickle? <laughs> how does the night goblin and isn't that like the same thing as this movie? Like if he doesn't yeah. dream enough. I didn't say it was creative. I said it was darker. Oh, okay. So they think. Oh, like- it's like about like dementia or something. That would have been a good movie. You know, that would have been an interesting movie. It's the Batman it have- Returns to the Batman, though. Does it have a Does it have nightmare puppets again? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Several of these nightmare puppets return. Falcor's back. Rockbiter's back. Oh, Rockbiter is the only redeeming feature of this. Rock like, how? Is the best. How? What? Rockbiter is the best character in the movie. Uh, really? These look like such good and strong hands. I just, it is genuinely heartbreaking. I couldn't protect my friend. And then you're crying. You're crying. When were you crying? I was not crying. I was just kind of thinking, this puppetry oh, looks weak. Weird. Oh, okay. No, I don't necessarily mean the puppetry. I mean, like, <laughs> that... that scene is like the only redeeming feature like that's kind of like oh man that's sad like yeah. i couldn't i didn't care about the whole i can make my best friend cry just by just by looking at my hands and just going they look like such good and then he's just done he's <laughs> i don't even have to get to strong hands <laughs> you've just given me some serious ammunition against him i'm good excellent um right yeah the, yeah, the, the other creatures let's go through the other creatures the rock biter and those those people that appear those the the racing snail I mean, they're and they're all irrelevant, aren't they? They're yeah. all just yeah. completely irrelevant. <laughs> like they serve okay, the, the night goblin serves only the purpose of reacting. So which one's a night goblin? There's the guy who flies on the bat. Right, okay. Into the to the sure. ivory tower. I, I love that the Emperor's is this, are these, an ivory are tower. these character names by IMDB or have you just made these up? I I'm trying to remember them off the top of my head. He he's a goblin. He's I think he's the night yeah, he's a night goblin from the south. Mm. And then <laughs> there's the snail from jockey. Alabama. The yeah. snail jockey. The snail jockey. They thought those up, didn't they? He, he. I don't think we get his name. He's just he has a snail. He's a snail jockey. Are you making these up? Is this what you no, did? No, this. I'm pretty confident on this. <laughs> I don't yeah, have you made them up, of course you're confident. Yeah. You made them up. What about the two little people that kind of helped him through the to the gates? Right. They have names that I can never pronounce correctly. Um. The the professor. Yeah. Okay. I actually said when watching this, I was like, he's the only character I like thus far. Like, you, he's you said acting he, yeah. more than anyone else. Right. Like, he's actually doing acting. He's, he's not falling just over. saying lines, you know. But, I mean, like, compared to everybody else, like, he could get an Oscar. If it was just, like, everybody in this film, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm sorry, you don't feel that Atreyu oh, wow. is acting hard enough? That hair is doing all of the work. There were multiple times where Andrew just talked about Atreyu's hair. Such good hair. It's interesting because this this has zero star stars in it. So. Yeah, no one's no one's broken through, have they? Mm-hmm. No, uh, and it wasn't what even like they were. It wasn't even like they were big at the time or in other things that mm-hmm. were kind of big around this. It's just very this very very strange film that everyone just kind of remembers the song, and then when they watch the film, they're like. What is this? Why you, was it so popular at the time? I think there was not much else. Puppet frenzy. I just told you it's because Disney had fallen down on the job. It's <laughs> <laughs> fallen asleep for and, like a decade. And parents were like, sweet Christmas, I need to get some people. So Spiel, these children need to get into so the theater. Spielberg had put out E.T. by this time. Yeah, E.T. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's interesting because this is from Wolfgang Peterson, which is famous for Das Boot. Right. <laughs> what? Yeah, the director mm-hmm. um, Das Boot is. Yes, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm just. And then he later went on to make the classics uh, Troy and the Perfect Storm. Oh, he, what the Perfect Storm is in yeah. with he Clooney? He has like no Clooney. theme. Yeah, yeah, that like, guy knows. Doing? No, his theme is meandering. Does he make like a film a decade? Then is that what happens? I think so. He's got some other ones, but those were the three that really stuck out for me. I mean, Das Boot, Neverending Story, they're both like deep dives into like the inner psyche of darkness. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Well, let's. Let's go into the depth of the darkness that you started out with, Andrew, because this is a, a common trope with 80s films uh, with children, absent so the, the absent parents and, and or orphans. Oh, yeah. Um, and that, that, that weighs hard in this right from the start. Or, and, and or kids being bullied. Oh, yeah. That was big yeah, in the What's 80s. that all about? Because if you think about like the adults making these movies, mm. why are they obsessed with the absent ah, parent thing? I've got this one down. Yeah, go I'm on, historian. Tell us. Because if we're looking at... Timeline-wise, if you're in your 30s or 40s mm. in the 80s, you would have then been a kid mostly in the 60s. And that's when no-fault divorce became legal in the United States uh, that, and became de rigueur. It's Mad Men. Correct. Everyone's getting right. divorced. Correct. Everyone's getting married divorced. Their so okay. all of Housekeeper. the producers of films in the 80s are the first children of divorce. Right. 
Interesting. And we hadn't quite figured out what to do with it. Mm. And so, like, Bastion's relationship with his father, and, and it also, you know, Bastion's got to go on the hero's journey, and if you've ever picked a comic book up, mom or dad is dead, or yeah. both. Spider-Man, Superman. Spider-Man, Superman, Flash, yeah. Batman. Uh, yeah. Don't speak his name. Iron Man, they, all of them. Which one? Batman, don't talk It's got an anti-Batman over here. I, I'm just, yeah, that's a different story for a different time. Okay. Pretty sure at least two Green Lanterns have dead parents. Like there are more than, There's more than one Green Lantern? Uh, well, there's an entire core. Spoiler alert for the Green Lanterns. <laughs> <laughs> But you've also got that element too. But man, that pep talk with his dad. Oh, is wow. The That's best. an opening, right? Yeah. Where the dad is like making himself the hangover smoothie of like <laughs> orange juice and an egg <laughs> in a blender. It's intense. In his three piece suit. Because I guess he's a banker. I don't I know. Mean, yeah, why is he wearing a three piece suit? What's and I, happening? And I love how kids are just let to roam. I'm assuming this is Manhattan or some big city. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. It's so just, weird. Just like get yourself to school, kid. Um, drop yourself off in the middle of Manhattan and get make sure you don't get run over by a car. Yeah. Just Best case scenario in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean it's it, I mean, how old is he? Like ten? Maybe. If yeah. you, maybe. Yeah. It's ludicrous. Yeah. He is wandering like and he's wandering. This isn't a city it can, today. Yeah, he's this wandering is around with a, with a huge America. bag. With a huge bag oh, which yeah. contains stuff. Which yeah, is why easily is he carrying a suitcase? Like, what's happening? <laughs> suitcase, which has the image of a Native American hunting buffalo on it. What? <laughs> I gotta imagine that's his mom's. There's like 30 minutes moving, missing from this movie. <laughs> no, it doesn't need to be any longer. No, no, no. There is a minimum of 30 minutes missing from this movie. Because we got to figure out that the mom's name is Moonchild. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about that? <laughs> when did that happen? Well, because at the, <laughs> at the end, he, so he, has to, or he has to name the Empress, right? Right. And then he said, oh, yeah, I can of think of a good name, my mum's name. And then he names her Moonchild. Was his mum called Moonchild? That mum. So that could tie in with a Native American this name. This makes sense. That's sure. why he's got the bag. And that's with why the... he's got the hair. And that's... <laughs> Who's Which... got the hair? No, no Atreus Atreus got, got the, the hair. hair. Bastion has, Bastion has Ast- the haircut that all white boys had in the 80s. Yeah. He, as I, had, I looked Atreus exactly like Bastion. Indian... Yeah, so yeah, like, but, yeah, but Bastion's the kid in the 80s. Atreus yeah, is the kid on the horse. But maybe but Atreus is like a version Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, because so like Atreus... He's like, like his projection, isn't he? Yeah. He, I mean, he sort of... That's the point during the second trial when he looks through the mirror and he mm. sees Bastion. We're mm. supposed to... So is that why the name is Moonchild? Possibly. I mean, but that's not a native... Is that a native... I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, deferring yeah. to yourself as the only one who lives in in America, native yeah, or otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, anything. we had one Native American in my part of America. Like that's it. Literally, that's it. We had one guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't. And also, I and think his name was Hugh. I also don't know that this film is going to be a good example of like Native American no. culture. My feeling is no. They no. did cast a white kid I to play know. an obvious Native American and then, character. And then you also have the one thing I do remember from this is like. He's just reading a book for the whole day in, through to midnight, yeah. presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no but one... his dad don't even know, like, how to look after a child, let alone, like, that you've got to check that they're at Have school. Have this salmonella egg with yeah. some orange juice. Yeah, I mean... This school doesn't know how to look after a child either. It's the He's, 80s, man. There's just a key to go to this terrifying attic uh, yeah, exactly. just right there <laughs> that he just picks up. Like, I... Didn't Sarah in my say mind, there was one of those in a school she used to work in? Well, there's one in the Sorry, school that I work Sarah. in right now. Just a just yeah. a cobwebby attic in yeah, your yeah. school. Yeah, just that there was there was a, like an attic or something yeah. you get yeah. into. There's an in attic school. the school I work in, where, and there's like a ladder that goes down into like a service duct, and someone has written "Help me" scrawled <laughs> in the wall, and it's just like cigarette butts because it's obvious that's where kids used to go like smoke cigarettes. And I mean, hang you out. have to do that, right? That's like but a, if. You were to ask me what's happened in this movie before I watched it again this past Sunday, I would have been like, yeah, he goes into like a library. Yeah, that's what I thought. Finds this, like talks to the dude, dude gives him a book. I think a dude gives him a book. And then he goes to like the attic of the library, like a reading room mm-hmm. area in the library. And that's where the window is the whole time. No, he went to school. He went to what? a modern-looking school, which had a creepy-ass, yes. like, gothic library. I have to say, attic. you guys' memories of this is a good example of what the uh, the brain does with trauma, right? <laughs> it's the I next I'd just level. like to put a disclaimer that nothing I say should be taken as medical advice. Please. As, as, a, as a mental <laughs> As a, <laughs> as a, as a registered nurse. I am off duty. <laughs> uh, 
Well, yeah. I, I say I watched this yesterday, and you're saying things, and I'm like, "What? I don't remember that." Yeah, you're traumatized. So you don't remember the attic. Yeah, I remember the attic, attic sure. and the rat and things, but some things I'm sure. Which going, rat? There's the rat. Yeah, there is. There's a rat right. in it. Oh, there is there's a rat. Two yeah, yeah, skeletons. Yeah. There's also. T- I mean, like immediately, I'm like, is that a skull in the background? Like, I mean, I know we got biology class and all, but like we use plastic skulls mm-hmm. and stuff nowadays. Like, maybe it's just a really good replica. Yeah, it's one of the ones where like they color it the right thing and like where the sinews are supposed yeah, to be. Exactly. One of those anatomically correct skeletons. No, it's a oh my god. But this movie uh, what I and what I said in the beginning is this is a metaphor for Bastion processing his grief and depression. <laughs> That's what's happening. Like everything that happens is like the stages of grief. Right, because like first everyone's in denial of the nothing, and then we get the depression when our tax goes, and then like Atreus like losing his shit at the old ancient one. Like it's moving through I all the stages. I understand how the horse is depressed. I mean, like that was yes. a stretch yeah. for me. How can the horse be depressed and him not be depressed when he's well, just fucking lost? No, no. And then he doesn't. It doesn't no, sink into it, the but sadness. That's, but you know, that's not depression. It's sad. Like there's a difference between yes. grieving and sadness and depression. The okay. horse has clinical depression. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, okay, like I, so I will, I will say obviously, like, or not obviously, but there is a, a distinct difference between depression, grief, and sadness. Right. You know, those are three distinct things. Whether or not a horse can be depressed, sure. And also, yeah, okay, if this is the swamp of depression, fine, you're not going to become depressed in an instant. And, you know, maybe he is just sad and that's why he doesn't sink. I don't think this film is that deep. <laughs> That's my no, that's my thing. I just thought let's let's kill a horse. Like, yeah. yeah, you can write you read that into it, which is fine, but I, I really don't think they thought that much. Should we head on to scores, guys? We can keep chatting <laughs> during this time. Right. Andrew, you chose a never ended story. Uh, can you give us a recommendability score out of five? Out of please? five. Um I'm gonna give it a three. Right. And I'm gonna give it a th- uh, After saying this this film is garbage. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it a three out of a sheer sense of if you've never seen this before, you've got like, I need you to I need to, you to witness this. <laughs> I need to know that I, I didn't hallucinate this. It's part of my recovery. But, like, but I feel like it is it, it's um, it's a time capsule of because it's the first in this disconnected trilogy, if you will. Um, it, it, it's a time capsule of like what was going on in children's media in the 80s. Like on TV's side is this just awful commercialism, like literal commercial cartoons built around toy lines, Yeah, which is what the Transformers is for those of you who don't Toys know. Toys that made us. Yeah, exactly. So like- <laughs> Check out Netflix, guys. It's great. I, I really enjoy that uh, documentary series. Oh I, yeah, that yeah. is on there. That's yeah. right. It's just recommended to me yesterday. So like- Season three. You've got that going on. This This kind of tells you like, this was the quote-unquote like mature media because this is also coming out of time with like the land before time which is kind of dark and Mm -hmm. um the aforementioned like black cauldron which is extremely dark or the rescuers yeah that's an 80s that's that's dark that would be so scary (laughs) the rescuers down under is so much less scary but uh this really i think is Except for Return to Oz, this is like that's too scary. Yeah, that's a genuine horror film. It, this is this is palatable, and I think like you've really no, got to no, uh, ruin my life as a as a five year old. Got to experience this, and it's so influential. It I is. argue this film is hugely influential. But we, I mean, we've tried to maybe not really try to unpick it, but we have kind of all wondered how this has mm. stayed in the in our crawls of our minds yeah. for, for mm. those of us who witnessed it yeah. in the 80s. Mm. I don't understand why, because there's just better. I think it's had, I think it's reverberated. So if you take like the score of this movie, <laughs> I almost feel like they have a legal case against Nobuo Uematsu, who did the score for Final Fantasy. Right. Because it is, it is like, Vanilla Ice's Ice Ice Baby and and Queen, like it is that close. Where I'm sort of like, boy, you just like added one extra flange somewhere in the middle there, buddy. <laughs> it's too much. But also, like, it's one of the first popular media um, properties that blends mythologies and fantasies mm-hmm. and like, you know, because you got a little Egyptian, you got a little Native American. There's there's a couple faces of Bo, although I know Doctor Who hasn't done face of Bo for like. 20 years into the future or something like that. But like, it's really throwing a lot of things into the pot, which is like all fantasy now. Mm. 
like that uh, with the, the thing with the bear, golden compass. I don't know yeah. why thing with the bear got me to golden <laughs> compass, but sure. You know, that's, His true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just like, eh, let's take a little bit of this, take a little bit of that. You know, like Neil Gaiman's writing Sandman at this time. Mm-hmm. Fantasia and the dream weird world are exactly the same. So, I don't know. It seems like it was it, its influence goes beyond just the source material. Frank, your recommendability score? Um, so, while you were saying that, I was actually thinking... I put my recommendability score for my peers because for my peers, I, I think that's fair enough. I put 3.5 because I just, if you have a loved one in your life who was a child in the 80s, this will help you to understand them better. <laughs> a recommendability for children is a no, never watch it. Right. It's so not a child. That's the caveat for film peers. It's not for children. It will oh God, no, disturb I would, you. Uh, anyone under 14, I would hesitate. <laughs> it's, it's an upsetting movie. I mean, for, for children, I mean, it's, it's an experience as an adult, you know, and it, it tells you a lot. I mean, also for me, a big one, it sounds silly, is people talk about this film. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you know, you can't. And it's like I now feel like I need to be watching Labyrinth and all so those. So this, this is to close off the loop for yeah, those guys. It's, it's yeah. like a, it's a cultural okay. it's a cultural experience. And uh, if you want to be able to talk about that, you've got to watch it. It's also wacky it's wacky you know and it's it's i don't know that i've seen another film like it and that makes it kind of special and i do wonder from your point um andrew whether although it did it really poorly whether people who did things well took bits from it and made it Mm. better yeah i think it definitely happened helen yeah so I, i guess with this if you i've never seen it um should you watch it i mean yeah (laughs) <laughs> maybe if what caveats are you going to give them it sounds like you've got uh, a few you've got a list of things to well i mean i guess if you're if you're a fan of stranger things and you're like man this song's amazing and like they get really excited and... it's the song that begins selling point i don't get why it's listen... the best bit of the film yeah and then you just stop it like two and a half minutes in switch oh, it off yeah okay i mean <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's completely irrelevant to the film yeah it make, it's, and, it's, it's kind of the song Stranger Thing has kind of created this feeling for this film which right. I feel if most people who've watched Stranger Things and uh, are like dancing to this in clubs having never seen the film they should probably watch the film are they dancing to this in clubs? I hope well, they're so they're dancing to this at certain immersive events related to Oh, was this was this in uh, Secret Cinema? Yeah, was this song in the Secret song Cinema? Features. Okay. And oh wow, that makes sense. And it it was I was like okay, people are really getting into this song. So what's your score? It's a good, it's a banger. Um, Lamar on vocals, go on. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get two point five. It, it's curiosity, I think. And if you remember watching it as a teen and you want to, sorry, as a child and yeah. you kind of want to go back to it, then maybe do it. But don't say we didn't warn you. <laughs> so I rewatched Labyrinth at university and remember loving it. Um, and that was, okay, so 15 years ago when I when I saw that. And I'm, I'm a bit wary of watching it now because things have changed since then. Things have got better. Technology's got better. But this has not, this is not, <laughs> this is not, has it? <laughs> and I just couldn't, and that's the thing, I just couldn't. <sighs> We so we we we, we watched. I, I don't we think watched. I was expecting it to have got better, but I didn't think it to be like three or four steps down. Worse than you thought yeah. it was, because we watched. Uh, someone brought to the table the Princess Pride, which I had never watched, and I was like kind of looking forward to it. Andrew made me wa- watch that for the first time. And what very did you recently. think? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you like it? Me a look. Um, yeah, I mean. <sighs> I liked I, I I it's not I wouldn't give it a rating of a good film but it's funny. Yeah, okay. It's it's, it's slapstick and it's funny and it's quotable. It, it's I have I, I have no desperate urge to watch it again. I think so I so I'd never watched Princess Bride before like 3 months ago and I was like oh this is actually I can see why this would have been an awesome film to have watched in the 80s. Yes. Yeah, I suppose on this, that note yes. I can totally I think I can absolutely see especially why kids would have loved it. Yeah. Completely. This but one, I I can't you, I can't see you, why I would have yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, you can't it. begin because I I I don't enjoy Princess Bride myself, but mm. I appreciate why people do, yeah. and I appreciate its longevity. Mm. But other than the fact, the, the only comparison is basically 
they're reading from a book. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no, there, there's nothing, else nothing comes, comes close. close. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not comparing directly. I'm just comparing yeah. it from my experience of right. not having seen something in the 80s yeah. you know, and, having, the same, and then you, seeing something so I, for the first What's critical time. about Princess Bride, though, is unlike The NeverEnding Story, no one saw it in the 80s. Yeah. It, it well, totally oh, bombed in theaters. Yeah. It, was a, it was a home video, passing the tape around, rental at Blockbuster mm. success that became a cult. Like um, Carrie Yule's, always, always yeah. I don't even pronounce his name. Um, sorry, buddy. Uh, he, you know, when <laughs> sorry, buddy. they were doing like revivals of it and like people like doing the full Rocky Horror treatment, mm. he was like, really? All right. Like, cool. Like, we had fun making that movie. So like, rock out, everybody. But uh, yeah, not, where the hell were you all 20 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why I never saw it because my parents wouldn't have seen it in the cinema yeah. and never thought to pass it on to me. I had the same thing with um, The Goonies. I saw that for the first time very recently as well. Ooh, what was that like? Have you not seen it? Oh, yeah, of course I've seen oh, you've it. you've seen yeah, it, okay. Uh, <laughs> what was that like? No, but... I, I, That's a wacky film again. I mean, what's going on in the 80s, right? Yeah. Like, I am... Child thrown. endangerment. That's what's going on in the 80s. So, I'm in danger. Throw them off a cliff. Um, I'm going to go for... I'm going to go with you, Helen, 2.5. If you haven't seen it, I'd say watch it. It is only, and, what, an hour and 34 minutes. And if you have, yeah. if you have seen it's it, t- it's a tight but a long time ago, I'd say... Rewatch it, but just don't expect anything much. I'm glad I've rewatched it uh, thirty odd years down the line, but I don't think I just generally don't think I'm going to watch. It. I wouldn't inflict any. Nobody I'm, said it was good. Yeah. Nobody said it would be so bad. <laughs> Repeat viewing score, Andrew. Guys, a one out of five. I mean, I, it's been twenty something, twenty five plus years mm. since I saw it. I'm good. I can go another 25 years without seeing it again. I'm pretty happy. I will just YouTube the music video. Sure. That's fine. Mm. Mm. Can I give it a zero? You can do. Cool. Yeah. Don't ever watch it again. Yeah. There's very, very, very few films I say that about, but it's why? I mean, I I'm going to rickroll you with this film ex- at some point in time. I've got an extremely <laughs> bad memory, so I won't remember any of it. But if you remember things... Mm. Don't watch if you it remember again. Things. Like if you, <laughs> if you're like me and you forget things, I mean this is an irrelevant. So you're thinking like you'll be goldfishing like ten years down the line, thinking oh, I'll be goldfish by next week. Sure, my memory's terrible. Um, I can barely remember it now. But if you remember things, maybe it's a defense mechanism. Absolutely. I mean, let's not go there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Like, don't if you remember it in ten years' time, you don't need to see it again. Sure. That's yeah. That's, that's my feeling. Like that. If you remember, it, you don't need to see it again. <laughs> Don't need to inflict yourself on it again. Uh, zero. Zero. I'm not going back to this. Um, and I, I'm thinking I've, I've seen Labyrinth so many times, mm. and I remember the last couple of times that I watched it, just thinking, oh, this this isn't this isn't that great. But I'm still really enjoying it. Yeah. And that's fine. So when was the last time you watched Labyrinth? Because I'm I'm trying to gauge my Labyrinth experience. Of um, this this was 30 years ago for me. Labyrinth might have been 15. 10, 15 years ago. Probably like in the last maybe 10 years okay. I've seen it. You know, the, the last lab- time I had the, the VHS of it or something. Oh, you're, so you're going proper old school? Yeah, but I used to Top loader. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the difference with the Labyrinth, though, is it has easily six, yeah, like half a dozen good songs. Yeah. That I mean, are, it's Bowie, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you got, you got the Bowman. You got the as soon as they got him they on board, the, they were like, did he write the songs them. as well? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. He definitely wrote. Dance magic and down the down in the underground, which is a great song. The biggest thing, guys, you're missing out on is it's Jim fucking Henson, and this guy can tell a story. Yeah, your man who this guy who Wolfgang Wolfgang Peterson, and it was based on wasn't this? Is this actually based on a book? It is based on a book. Yeah, which I've never read out of just sheer fear. I'm not gonna. (laughs) I don't trust. Also, the fact that it's called the Never Ending Story was never ever really gonna sell it to you as a kid. Uh -uh. This book never ends. I'm going to go for 0.5 for goldfishing purposes. 25, 30 That's years fair. down the line, goldfish. That's fair. Small screen score. <laughs> uh, you know, I ranked it high on this. I gave it a four because I feel like, I say I never saw it on the big screen, but I feel like if you saw it on the big screen, it would be, one, you can't pause it. and come back later two I don't think the puppetry would hold up if you can see it on the big screen I feel like you're gonna see all the flaws did you think the puppetry held up on the small screen 
It's okay. A couple of the puppets work. Rockbiter works. No. Rockbiter works. <laughs> you you wash your mouth out with soap. Your man, man cannot. Your, your, you, your puppet cannot move his mouth in time with the, the thing. That's did a, you see when the, the dog, wolf, the dog one, the wolf, when yeah. it's clearly great. someone on a stick, oh, like sticking it in from the side of the That's screen? Is, this I is love why, that. This is why I'm watching it now. That, Like I said, that bit scared me, but it was just the dog head was coming from the left side of the screen. Yeah, and it was like And you never, saw any, you never saw feet or anything. You just kind of went... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And it was quite clearly as well, because it was a comp- the neck was a completely different shape from the yeah. whole puppet. But yeah. it worked. It didn't. It, did, it terrified me. And the sleeping bat. The sleeping bat is a great puppet. It was a terrible puppet. It looks like it's going to fall apart. The bat that, sleep, that falls asleep mid, mid-flight. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like the ideal screen to watch this movie on is your phone. <laughs> this is, is it Helen? Is it Helen? Frank, what's your score? Uh, I actually gave it a two out of five because I want to see this terror on a big screen. You want to see it? Yeah, I feel like if I'm going to go through something awful and terrifying, I want it to be like I want the whole possible. thing. Yeah, I want I want to see that dog on a massive screen. I want to be truly like, what am I seeing? <laughs> you know, like I I do. I really really do. Like if someone told me that's when I'd watch it again. If you told me there was going to be a special screen in this somewhere, I'd be there. I'd pay the money because this I must wanna, Prince Charles must. But but they must have done like the one, two, and three. Yeah, I would have sure they. Oh god, the triple threat. No, I just go for this. One. I just I don't know why. Oh, you could dive out yeah, after the first one. one. You like, could pay. You, you might want to watch the second one. Never Ending Story three is so bad. I have not finished it. Wow. <laughs> Helen, uh, small screen score. Four. Four. Yeah, I don't think. I'm gonna go four point. I'm gonna go three point seven. Three point seven. Yeah. You're just making shit up. Now. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we don't need to, I don't think you need to see it on the big screen. I think it has not stood no, the test of any time. No, but you want to. I'm not saying you need to, but, no, but I want to. It's the where, the fact it's on a small screen, I think makes it better. If I'd seen this on a big screen as a rewatch, I would Does have... anything make this better? That's my issue is like, I think... That's why I've gone kind of like... To, I mean, what's, what's the... Meh. Yeah. What's the... Like, should I put 2.5 because I'm so on the fence about it? You could do. But let's go to Andrew's engagement score. Um, given the fact that we literally fell asleep in the first attempt to view this yep. and paused it and came back later, yep. I'm giving it a one. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. You do so not how- need to sit down with this. Battle. In fact, I would recommend against it. I say you take this thing in 30-minute chunks at most. Does it slice up nicely in 30-minute chunks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go until our attacks dies. Right. And then you take a break. So you leave traumatized if you're that yeah. way inclined. And you have a good cry. Yeah. And then, and then you leave around. So the next one would be, yeah, basically after he finishes the trials. Right. And then you just come back for the kid terrifying bully, his bullies who are now Ooh, traumatized for life. for life. Yeah. Because a fucking dog dragon came out of the sky <laughs> I mean, and dark. chased him into the garbage. <laughs> It's insane. He's just, Bastion is a psychopath. I don't like Bastion at all. I don't like him at all. What's your engagement score? You were there in the same in the same sitting sessions as as Andrew. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Th- I was. I mean, we were jet lagged. I felt like that was a part of it. Yeah, I mean, I was quite engaged just through sheer what what is happening. Like sure. that was kind of like if you're only watching it once and you've never seen it before, slash goldfishing it. I think you'd be pretty engaged. Because you'd be all the way through. It's not a long movie going, what am I watching? Mm-mm. Like, there's, there, I mean, it's a discussion film. Like, you need to be there. If, don't watch it on your own. Sure. I think that would be like, Sobriety. you might be worried that someone would like, I don't know, put something in your drink. Helen. Sorry, you're going for a what, one? No, no, I had a three. Oh, uh, three. Sorry, I apologize. Wow. I'm uh, sorry. I watched this last night. Honestly, I'm really struggling to remember a lot of what I saw. Um, one. One. I was... A bit higher. I think I'm going for 2.5 here because, like, say, your horse dies, the dog comes out within the first 20 minutes, early, very early on. And I was just like, oh, well, I really have no idea what's going to happen anymore in this film. And the princess, she's then the last, like, two, she's in the, in, the closing, in the closing shot, basically. So I literally have all this time of this film, which I don't remember happening. And the, like you said, the dog dragon, I knew that was going to appear somewhere, but literally it was like... I, I have no idea what's going to happen in this you film. You missed out on Nihilism Turtle? Oh, oh we for fuck's sake. Nihilism that, was just, that was just gross, isn't it? For me, that Which was Which is repeated, that ex- almost exact exchange is repeated in Avatar The Last Airbender. 
when Aang finds the uh, sea lion turtle uh, and it teaches him something that I shouldn't spoil because it's not from this movie. One thing I did want to point out, actually, is the kid that plays Atreyu, mm. I thought he was a really good actor. He's a good kid. It, I thought it's the way he's like, he was, he, was, he was very active. He was kind of into the scene. Good and, energy. And stuff like that. I thought, for a kid actor, you're, you're, you know, you're very good. Mm. Um, that's my that's my main takeaway from this. I mean, I think I think let's let's be honest. The the best actor in this is the um, person who plays the Empress, oh, the, the child, young yeah. child, child at the end. Yeah, I guess so. I was like, oh my gosh, they've left the acting until the very final <laughs> scene. Like she is. I'm like, what's happening? You know, it's really. But all the kids in this are much better than the adults, apart from the professor. I liked him. I don't know why. <laughs> The, oh right, sorry. Dude. Yeah, yeah, the the, the, the observatory dude. guy. Yeah, the, his name's like Ugo oh, or something. The professor. Like that. Oh, I thought you meant the, the guy with the book. Hey, kid, I told you get out of here. What happened to that guy? Yeah, <laughs> like did the, he also have a never-ending story was, journey? Why, why did he? There are there's so many. There's so movie. many loose ends here because he his evil smile as a as he don't take my book, son. <laughs> yeah, what's terrifying? Yeah. That guy's a child molester. Falcor is <laughs> a child molester. Hey, it's the 80s. It could also, be true. Also, uh, 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 Scorsese says that um, a movie rests on three things, right? The directing, the writing, and the acting. And if you can get two out of three to work, then that movie works. And this movie has zero out of three. <laughs> None of them are working. The director doesn't know what the hell he's doing. The script is... Ten pages long. I mean, this it is a words. tight script, and there are there is not enough actors. No two actors who can work it are on the screen at the same, same time. No, it's true. It's true. Yeah. On that bombshell, guys, because that leaves us on a score of two point one three seven five zero, which is low. No, that's it's that one of the lowest we've had for a while. I agree with that score. Yeah. I mean, that's and a, I yeah. chose this film. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's uh, the lowest, unfortunately. Can you true. sign off, guys, by letting the people know where we can find you? Uh, you can find me on the internet at andrewdjohnstone.com. It's got all my socials. Mm-hmm. It's got the research that I'm working on. How are you spelling on. Johnstone there? Because it can be... Oh, gosh. That's right. Uh, J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N-E. Got to put that E on the end. Yep. Got to put the E on the end. Uh, and you can also find me on the internet. I'm on uh, Instagram and Twitter, and it's at... Trans RMN, that's T R A N S R M N. The RMN stands for Registered Mental Nurse, which ah, I love. Nice. <laughs> um, you are a mental nurse. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm on the Twitters and the, uh, and the, the Instagrams. Instas. Nice. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Enjoyed this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast? Why not leave us a five-star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at FlixWatcherPod on Twitter and we're at FlixWatcher on Instagram. Thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes and Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. If you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this, get in touch with Ben and that's Rockwood, R-O-K-K, Wood audio tell them flicks what you sent you you just heard a stripped media production